Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Loud and Local continues on The Rock with Kevin Deers, 99.9 KISW. It's Loud and Local here on KISW, and this is the first inter- interview I've done in person, not on Zoom in 17 months, so if it's, if it's a little shaky, uh, don't worry about it. We got Eris here coming out with a new album called Distant Fires uh, out October 1st on a new label uh, started by our friend Freiberger called Satanic Royalty Records. Uh, so first off, uh, welcome back to the show introduce yourselves and tell us what you play in Eris uh, Justin drums John vocals Wes guitar Matt bass right on so uh, slapping the bass yeah exactly <laughs> so uh, yeah well, I guess let's start off with uh, how do you guys get hooked up with satanic royalty Whew. or is this quite a story uh, I don't remember it can be quite a story yeah. sure let's jump right in Short version. We were on a label. That label was called Mylene Sheath. It uh, no longer exists. We then, through Great Falls, who were on Corpse Flower, had a deal to put out a label on that record label. Sorry. Um, (laughs) And then that label stopped existing during the process of putting the art together for the album. Okay. So we had a finished album. We had finished art with a logo on it for a label that no longer existed. And then <laughs> we were looking around at labels, and during that time, Freiberger was starting a label, mm-hmm. and he contacted us and asked us if we wanted to be part of the first wave of bands, and we said yes. Awesome. We're right on. Uh, I mean, I've seen that uh, he's doing pre-orders. He's got a lot of uh, hookups lined up for, like, I've seen you guys get premieres on different various websites, or at least uh, some of his bands have. So it seems like he's got all kind of all the gears working on in, in his way. And he even got the Air Escape decks, which looks pretty badass. Sick. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. So you guys are playing a show Saturday, September 25th at the substation with Great Falls City of Industry and Self-Deprecator. Is that your first show back? Is that right? Or are you no. playing another one? I think it's our fourth. Our first show is August 12th. August 12th yeah. at the Clockout Lounge. Nice. With... Um, Space Bag Space Bag Fungal Abyss Fungal Abyss Okay Which I believe is the last show For Dan I think Dan Dan's moving back east Mm -hmm. Space Bag has uh, Gormley on drums The original drummer Oh Famously of Is he still not back? Rorschach He's not But he's rejoining to play the show Oh cool I didn't know that I'll say Um 
And then we have a show August 27th at El Corazon with You're the Cobra. Yep. And then September, September 3rd in Portland at the Hawthorne. September 4th in Tacoma at Plaid Pig. Yep. And then that show. So you guys are about to get uh, right back into the swing of things. Um, have you guys been uh, practicing and staying uh, in tune and staying you know together this whole time? Or yeah, actually, a, a short break, but the, f- the other three fellas, um, they kept practicing pretty much throughout most of the pandemic. We practiced up till like November. Yeah, we practiced in my year. house, and when there was the edict of no large gatherings in your house, we we chilled from the day that that was edicted, and then from when it was taken back, we started practice right away. But uh, more or less, we've been we've been playing. We've written a bunch of new songs since this album that hasn't come. They out. basically wrote like a whole new record. Yeah. <laughs> it's like twenty minutes worth of material. So. <laughs> So uh, the new record uh, is, and, and I hate to spoil it, but from what it sounds like, it's not that new. Has, has it been out for a couple of years? For you, like, uh, how long has it, has it been? I since finished been vocals February of 2020 down in Oakland wow. at Scott's um, Anti Sleep Studios. So right before the pandemic. Yeah, yeah. like literally yeah. a few weeks, and it was kind of on the haze of like, what's going on? Mm-hmm. Um, I know. Um, you know, parts of Europe and whatnot were starting to close down with uh, the pandemic, and so it was kind of on the right. Either. And it was just, it was this big unknown. And then, like two weeks later, the record's done, and the entire world is shut down. And um, we no longer have shows. Yeah, it was crazy. It was uh, surreal. I mean, everyone going through it, and uh, but I think we kind of stayed on pace and through options of like putting out ourselves or just putting out there like a lot of other bands were just streaming stuff all these ideas um, of what to do with the record because we were so proud of it um, put a lot of work into it um, it was just kind of it was never put on a back burner we were just thinking of ways to get it out and uh, Freiburger stepped up like it, it's incredible of what, what he did amongst um, the pandemic because he got just everything in line at the perfect time yeah um and every anything we asked for he got done um and what's 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 great about it, he's a one-person operation mm-hmm. he's doing this all on his own yeah we're like hey what special thing you want to do I, I i got back into skateboarding and i was like "Ooh, a skate deck would be awesome he had it in like three weeks had it done looks you, beautiful you mentioned that and i was down there actually at his office and he was talking about doing skateboards and it's i was crazy. like well we might want to do a skateboard and he's like well if you have it in by tuesday you can have one in the yeah first batch and i was like nuts. john we have three days to put this art together <laughs> nice. yeah so um yeah just kept chugging along Everybody it's kind of always been the spirit of this band too yeah. uh don't really let um let uh, outside influence direct us mm-hmm. in any kind of path we're taking. We've just always been staying on our own path and um, always looking for that end goal. And then what's what's the next step? Yeah. So I'm, I, I want to go back and, and talk a little bit about your guys's you know journey to get to this point. But I would like to ask a little bit about what you, can you can you tease about this new album? We've heard one song, the first song, uh, which is called All Ends uh, from the album. Um, again, Distant Fires by Eris out October 1st 
on Satanic Royalty. You can pre-order it now, uh, whether it be a digital download or you can pick up a vinyl uh, copy. Uh, but uh, so about the album, um, I, and I was reading a little bit, you know, and in, 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 in the uh, quote you said, all bands say that their new album is their best album. But <laughs> but um, in reality, why, why um, do you believe that it is your best album? And what can you tell us about it? I think uh, the band has been together 12 years now in different formats of members, member changes, uh, but the blueprint of the band has kind of always stayed the same. Mm -hmm. Um, We're heavily... uh, We've been heavily formed in like the DIY punk hardcore scene. We all come from that um early 90s scene um we've had different members come and go but the four of us have always remained the same of how this band works and um i think that's what gives us the longevity um there's never bickering there's never it's a it's a democracy of how things are most we rarely ever turn down a show we always try and figure out something even if it's stuff with me and family stuff going on and hey i'll show up there at load in and like we we all really work off each other really well we know each other's formulas we talk every day Mm -hmm. um and uh we want the same outcome um, just on on our own terms. Um, with this new record and saying that it is our best, I think it, we took it... Some of the songs have been written for a couple years. Um, and we, we like to constantly play new songs and work them as we go. You might hear a brand new song at one of our shows and a month later we've changed it. Um, and I think with Distant Fires, it was just um, a lot more growth and slimming down from a f- five members to four and kind of cutting off that extra fat, mm-hmm. um, which, you know, not taking nothing against the fifth member, the, the many fifth members that we've had, yeah. but just never fit the mold. You know, they're all friends of ours, but um, just, uh, it, it just, it wasn't that right puzzle piece. Um, as far as I, I'm concerned. Um, yeah, the way I, I saw a lot of that was when I would write a lot of uh, guitar parts, I bring them in and I say, hey, here's a guitar part. If anybody doesn't like this, let's not play it. And then if it gets the okay, we play it. I leave a lot of space. I use a lot of single string stuff. So we had a, a period, I know this because people told me because of this time period, we had a time period where uh, one of our guitarists was okay with us playing as a four piece if he couldn't make it to the show and so we had a slightly altered set which was exactly like our normal set only it was just one guitar and every time we did that someone came up and asked to join the band and they said i two people different people they're both guitarists both said to me more or less i never really knew what you guys were doing before and now i can hear it so there was always something i think that the the guitar and the bass and the drums and the vocals were doing and either the second guitar was doing what I was doing or it was doing something possibly with or against or uh, you know a harmony a melody a counter harmony whatever you want to call these things that wasn't something that was drawing people in as much as just like kind of simple 
straightforward. I don't know a lot of chords, mm-hmm. you know, but I play. I like weird notes, and there was just something about that that the people that talked to me were like. Oh, that, that this is the, the good version of the band, okay. and I was always thinking, no, we need two guitarists, yeah. we need someone on that side, and we need to have, make it full. And I and, and people in the band asked, they're like, oh, we should cut down to four. And I was like, okay, I have some rules. I don't want to use a loop pedal. Um, I want to use two heads on stage, um, and we're gonna have to change some bass parts to fill in or comp some missing guitar parts because there's some harmonies that I want, and they all were cool with that. And then as soon as we started doing it. It was just like this gigantic weight was lifted off our shoulders. Obviously, we're not talking bad about anyone yeah. in the band, but having five members and four members, I'm sure if, if somehow Matt became gigantically successful from Eris and you were to have an interview with him and he was the, on one man basis, he would be like, hey, you know what? Being one guy in a band, it's a lot easier to plan. <laughs> <laughs> I have a conversation with myself and I agree. And then we do what I want. So going from five to four just... Like John said, we're usually very, very of a mind. We don't necessarily, we're not looking for the biggest show. We're not looking for hookups. We're not, we'll, we'll play big shows, but yeah. we'd like to play. We like to play little places, medium sized places, houses. Yep. <laughs> well, uh, all you guys, um, this is not your first band. You know, you guys have been in, in music for like, you guys are lifers for the most part. And, um, you know, uh, so just look at their uh, encyclopedia metal them if you're if you want to see what I'm talking about you know tons of different bands these guys have quite the uh, resume uh, how important is your background in like in 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 knowing how to do it and having that um, that resume is that is that how important of a role is that in in this project extremely important just with um, booking shows like Wes said we'll play someone's house we'll play a basement we'll play the show box we'll play core zone we'll play any kind of stages um and um mostly with any band that wants us to do shows i mean we've done some shows with uh kids that are half our age yeah um still fun i mean the, the whole point is just to play play live um i'm for me personally i'm more comfortable playing live than recording um but uh, I think with, like you said, our resume of bands, it just, uh, using that word veteran is kind of strange because yeah. um, we're not doing this for a paycheck or anything, but it just, it gives us... Uh, There's no stress. Like it used to be yeah, like, we exactly. do this or we need to do it now. It's like, you know, do it when we feel like it and it's enjoyable for us and that's all we really care about. Mm-hmm. I think other bands have been doing it to reach a level and we are a band and we're cool with whatever level we reach. Yeah. And so mm-hmm. that's, we're more process focused rather than goal focused. Other, the other thing about being old hands, however you want to call it, Justin and I went to high school together. Nice. In the nineties. Okay. <laughs> and we have played in other bands on and off with each other for a very long time. So we have kind of a psychic second sense about each other <laughs> uh, I'll say and then at the end we'll do it once after that short part and he'll immediately you know do what I'm saying yeah. and then when Matt joined the band he slotted in like immediately we never had to stop and say okay when I say open one when I say the A part when I say the pre-bridge when I say all the, the weird you know internal terms we have for it he's like oh, what part is that and I say what it is and then we just 
he internalized all the language. So cool. writing usually is just we play the song and then we go, let's change that. And then we change that. And then we're like, I guess that's done. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, the, the, yeah. the playing our instruments for a long time is helpful yeah. in that way and that we have kind of the sort of shorthand for we don't have to talk about theory. We just say. We, and also uh, playing in a long time and music for a long time, it's very easy for me and Justin to describe riffs as what band they sort of sound like. Okay, yeah. <laughs> so yeah. we'll we'll say the crowbar riff into this riff, you know, the turmoil yeah. riff into the the Yezu riff into the really big heavy part at the end. Then we'll have like a little converge tag or whatever you want to say. Well, but then when I play it, they go, "Oh, it's that thing," and then you can remember because you have like yeah. a mnemonic device. Totally. I remember I was that was a hardcore band that I like went and did like gang vocals on and and this was like years and years ago, uh, I mean what like 2006 or something like that and and I was looking at their like just the click or just the uh, scratch tracks and it said like comeback kid yep you know and it said like terror yep. it said like all this different yeah. stuff and that was just the references they were like terror song you know comeback kid song mm-hmm. it was just little references you know it's funny um, so. You guys uh, all come from, are you guys all from the Northwest? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And you guys are, uh, you know, in, been well, in, uh, you know, in the Northwest music scene for a long time with your, your prior bands and whatnot. Uh, being that this is a Northwest music radio program, uh, what influence, what's the importance of the Pacific Northwest music scene in the way that Eris has uh, shaped your sound? Has the Northwest... You know, does that play any part? Like the the sound, the music scene, does that shape the the way the heiress has evolved at all? I most definitely, and I think I mean there's times where like Wes will be like, Oh, I got this Alice in Chain sounding riff kinda yeah. vibe or uh hey, uh there's this crazy like carp part. Like uh-huh. there's yeah, there's influence surrounding us all, and and not just pigeonholing us in like the hardcore scene mm-hmm. or uh, whatever the punk scene or whatever. There's so many bands from here that uh, influence influence us still daily. Like the other day, I was listening to an Unwound record and uh, stoked about it. The other day, I was at record store shopping and I found Justin's old band, Jodon Baker, split with Vade, and I got really excited about that. So right there, as a fifty-year-old man getting excited about a record yeah. that was produced and made here with guys that I watched play shows, that still still uh, lights that fire in me and gets me excited. Um, but I think for me, for us too, it's like the scene back in the '90s, 2000s. No matter what the bands were, I don't know if it was the grunge or whatever, there was never an attitude. So even now as we play, I just remember how cool everyone that was older was to us and would always, you know, when you're in middle school, you talk to some band, they'd be like, oh, here's what you do, boy, super nice. So I think we try to do that. We want to play with everyone. We want to meet everyone and encourage. We're old and we're losing it. So just got to encourage these kids now. There's a there's a longevity to this community Yeah. Uh, with a lot of, that I've ne- never really uh, have witnessed in other parts of the country. Um, meaning like, we play shows with Great Falls, and those guys have a lineage, you know, way back. And Damien and I were in Undertow together. 
uh, the other guys were in bands locally. Um, yeah, and uh, there's just this awesome community that's always yeah. been here. And, it, and and like going Tad's back, still around. Tad's still around. Did one of our records. Yeah. And we played a show, and we didn't know who we were playing with. And it turns out it was Brothers of the Sonic Cloth. And I was like, Hey, that guy kind of looks like Tad. And they're like, That is Tad. And then I <laughs> talked to him, and we immediately were like, Hey, let's record with Tad because he's recording now because <laughs> yeah. uh, he's been around. And then you know, speaking of Tad, speaking of all the bands you mentioned. A lot of those get lumped under the term uh, grunge, but if you break down a lot of the riffs that are played in like Soundgarden and Alice in Chains and Tad and Nirvana and the Melvins and whatnot, it's there's noise, there's metal, there's punk, there's all this stuff. Zeppelin. Yeah, yeah, rock, definitely. All, yeah. Every stripe of rock and punk rock and all that. So I, other than the, uh, John has said before, in the Pacific Northwest, it's very overcast, so you kind of get bummed and uh if you're already bummed to begin with sometimes it feels like the weather is just backing you up on your own opinions um but also to add to add to that sorry to interrupt but to add to that um us how we all grew up we were so influenced by so much other music and i bring that up because there's a podcast i listen to and when the the band quicksand was starting out the whole vibe of them was just like oh we were listening to a bunch of Jane, jane's addiction and i was just, and i was remember I was like but i was listening to jane's addiction in high school okay. yet still going to hardcore shows mm-hmm. and same with these guys it's like all all that old sound that became like the college years for a lot of people mm-hmm. that's stuff we were listening to in high school that was also influencing us i would go see the accused one night and go see yeah. jane's addiction the next there, we i never i never had blinders on when it came to music because that's i mean music is kind of what made me escape from my reality as a young kid and just getting out of all the bullshit i was dealing with which continues to lead to this day yeah. and i think i speak for the other three it's just it's the same it's that same fuel so if you've ever gotten Faced at El Corazon, Pettibone may have been the person I probably punched you in the face. telling you to calm down. Yeah, choke uh, you out. So music is does play <laughs> part of his life as well as um, the band and whatnot. But so you're you're talking about you know music influence coming from all these different places, which uh, leads me to a good question. Let's start with uh, something fun. Like think about in your record collection or your your digital music collection, whatever, however you listen to music. What is one album? that people might be surprised that you absolutely love the guy from this heavy band heiress. Let's start with you, Justin. Oh man, me first. I would say about 70% of what Justin listens to qualifies for the good answer to that question. And I don't believe in guilty pleasures because no. you shouldn't feel guilty. No. I wouldn't say it to be weird, but yeah, I think King Crimson Red is to this day yeah. one of those records that and because Bill Burford was so good that I, yeah. well, I still can't do it. <laughs> but it's something I take from him and him from Yes, his drumming. And I just love all that. That's one of my biggest, to this day, influences still. Awesome. I don't know if that's a weird one, but it does not sound like the band at all. So. Sure. But that always comes to mind. Whoever wants to hop in. Uh, the Pretty in Pink soundtrack. Okay, yeah. <laughs> Is that Echo and the Bunnymen? It's got the Smiths on it. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's a good one. Suzanne Vega? Is yep. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, God, who else is on it? Maybe NXS. I like lots of soundtrack yeah. records. Grease. Yeah. Um, uh, Mew, a Danish band. Okay. They're, they're kind yeah. of like a, 
a even higher pitched vocal angelic male kind of it's like if Phoenix was like a prog band. Okay. Um, and I've seen their name before. I never heard of them. Yeah, they're uh, it's they're very good. Um, I listen to a lot of their albums, but I believe and the glass handed kites is probably my favorite one. There's another one called Fringers, which is like a combination of fingers and friends. It, it's like the dumbest band <laughs> album title I've ever heard of, but it's a really, really, really good album. Nice. And how about you? Uh, Temptations. They've always okay. been kind of one of my favorites. Nice. Part, you know, so. And why? Oldies are goodies. Yes, Oldies right. are good, yeah. And they sing all these happy songs, but they're all like, you know. Just living kind of shitty, you know, bummer, sit, yeah, yeah. Bummer situations and stuff. So, nice. but, melancholy uh, lyrics, but like beautifully done. Yeah, yeah. So awesome. Well, uh, so obviously we're. Uh, Wait, what's yours? Mine? Yeah. Something people might not. Shade. Uh, uh, oh, that's no, good. Yeah. Oh yeah, good. very good. That's also kind of sad music. It's yeah. Not, yeah. Not, like super tortured. Beautiful. Yep. Exactly. I gotta say, I've also been getting into William Boingo. Wow. Oh, yeah. Oh, my Fuck gosh. Red. Hell, yeah. Danny Elfman? Yeah. yeah. Brilliant. Yeah. Brilliant. Yeah. This, his soundtracks? Forget it. Uh, so, I don't really want to bring up the pandemic, but it is something that you kind of have to ask about. So, I'm curious about, you know, there's been this 17-month, uh, you know, kind of hiatus for most live music, at least. Uh, what? How have you guys been staying busy? Um, Oof. And, and, you know, be frankly honest with me. If it's been just sitting on your couch, not doing going to work, you know, busy with your family, how have you been staying busy? I got back into skateboarding a lot. Nice. Um, took us some tennis with the wife. <laughs> uh, tried to get my kid on the skateboard. Didn't work. Um, what else? Uh, working out more, I'm yeah. Sorry, yeah. Was shows, got had yeah. got a job working with kids for the year. Yeah. Um, hanging with these dudes. Yeah. A lot of gardening. Yeah. Bought whiskey. Work. Bought a house right before the pandemic. Okay. Worked right. out great. Yeah. So. <laughs> Absolutely nothing. <laughs> He's not lying. <laughs> not a damn thing. Have you have you been working? Sounds amazing. Had, uh... I got laid off before the pandemic. Oh, okay. <laughs> for non 2010 related reasons. <laughs> And decided to get a head start on hiding in my house I'm before retired. everybody else did. Yeah. Fair enough. All right. And writing music. Yeah. I, yeah. yeah. And then this guy graduated middle school. <laughs> hey. well, what have you been up to? Um, not a lot. I uh, had a paid year. You're off. in like three bands. I had a yeah. Luckily, I had a paid year. You know, uh, year and a half off, which was nice. Um, so I've just been. Yeah, I've, I've been writing a lot. You're on my in three own stuff. Yeah. What other bands are you in? Uh, Blightmaker, and then a new one I just started called Nurser. We haven't played any shows yet any, okay. or anything, but um, please edit that out. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. That's that's it. both great bands. Yeah, just uh, that and it's a lot of. Did you get a kitty or something? Oh yeah, I've got two kittens. Nice. Yeah. What are their names? Toast and Tony. Toast and Tony. <laughs> All right. I like it. And I almost uh, broke Toast too. Aww, <laughs> no. so that's, Poor Toast. He's fine. He's fine. All right. Yeah. Uh, so a question I've been asking uh, a lot of musicians, but always over Zoom. So, you know, uh, I, I it's it's not hard to imagine a day during the pandemic, right? Like a lot of. Uh, news coming out, whether it can be like heartbreaking or just soul crushing or just a bummer. 
Uh, what's an album you can go to to escape, uh, to bring you back to life, to make you happy, to get your aggression out? What's just any anything, but uh, can is just an album that you can can go to time and time again to uh, to bring you to a place you need to be. Chaos ID. Sure. Anything yeah. by Pig Destroyer for me. All right, nice. Uh, I think for me it's that first Priestess Hello Master. Okay. Just to ask kick and rock and roll. Oh, that's a good album. Yeah. Right yeah. Um, I'm thinking of. I listened to a lot of Blast over the pandemic. You're wearing a Blast. I'm wearing a Blast. Right that's why I was like, Ugh. but yeah, I listened to a lot of Blast. I love Blast so much. Um, and the singer Clifford has a new band called Seized Up with. Um, with uh, Chuck from Good Riddance and they're it's been killer cool sorry sorry I swore oh it's all good I swore uh, a couple times <laughs> it's so good um, yeah blasts a lot uh, and um, cure pornography okay. I listened to that a lot over there and last summer it got really dark and that was a, a record I went back to yeah, yeah. it helped it did Ooh. big time uh, so um I'm, I'm curious, uh, we were talking a bit about, like, how the year, um, I asked the question of how, like, your past bands and, like, your, uh, you know, experience with all of that has helped you with this band. If there was a, a young musician who was looking to you guys as kind of the, the guys are looking up to, like, for advice, is there any advice you would give to, like, a younger musician who wants to just start a rock band and is looking for some, you know, any kind of help they can? Any words of advice for a youngin? Everybody I've ever talked to about a band that they actually like that uh, that would this subject has come up has said it's almost never the band that they wanted it to be. It they had an idea for a band and it started and because of everybody's influences and everybody's say it then became something else. This band is not what I originally thought this band was going to be. Okay. But very early what on. What did you think it was going to be? Um, we had a rule where everybody got to say one band they wanted it to sound like, and I believe, if I remember off the top of my head, the four bands were Modern Life is War, uh, and that wasn't me. Um, Crowbar, <laughs> that was me. Nice. Uh, oh, what are the rest? I can't remember. Uh, Cam- I think somebody said Cannibal Corpse. Okay, interesting. Wow. Modern Life is War mixed with Cannibal Corpse. All right. <laughs> yeah, but uh, at, Tony? And, uh, at, at the time, pre- um, <laughs> Terrorism, ISIS. Ah, yes, yes. ISIS the band. Yes. Yes, yes. <laughs> but uh, everyone, you know, usually, when, you know, I even talk to people, they go, if I wasn't in this band, I wouldn't listen to this band. But when they're in the band, because everybody else has written it, so my advice would be, don't say no to ideas because they don't fit what you want it to be. Mm-hmm. Give every idea a chance, and maybe it's better than what you came up with on your own. Mm-hmm. Because stuff that happens in the room more often than not is better than stuff that you either thought of by yourself or or trying to write to I want to take this riff but I want to make it slightly different if, you, if you're trying to rewrite your favorite riff you're not going to write a better version yeah, of it yeah, yeah. you're limited by it so yeah. that's the man my advice is don't be limited by what you expect the song or the riff or the band or the tour or the show to be See what it is, and if you like it, keep doing it. And if you don't, go, hey, this might not be working for me. John, what about you? As someone who works at a venue for young kids who are going to play a show, what's a word of advice from someone who runs a venue? Um, Don't play to the expectations of the crowd. 
play play from your heart um don't pigeonhole yourself into a blueprint of what your band should be like a verse mosh part verse mosh part more mosh part just play from your heart yeah don't try and be uh don't limit yourself Mm -hmm. to playing to a scene just play with everybody and and anyone give everybody a chance yeah just yeah exactly let the like um and make them want you make them want to see you play more um and just get out there go on tour i mean it's so easy for someone to book a tour these days with low expectations don't think oh i play at home to 200 kids and think this is what the you know going on a tour is going to be every night yeah keep it low play everywhere play anything um yeah don't limit yourself and uh stick stick to doing things your own way um when we were all you know we keep harking back to this like back in the day but we booked our own tours by picking up the phone quarters in a in a payphone and writing down addresses and phone numbers of where we're going and whatnot and just doing it you're completely doing it yourself um and you know these days kids can uh easily put out music within a day easily put out a tour or book a tour in in a, a few days um just use any ability you have to uh get your band out there and uh, if you could pick a scar on your body and tell oh. us the story of how you got that scar. Ooh. Ooh. I got a good one. Okay. I have the scar right here on my thigh. All right, pull it so up. Sexy. Yeah, yeah. Right now, oh, Matt has his. Oh, there we go. His, his yeah. right, right oh, short. You can see his schlong? No. Yeah, there you short. Go. So, um, Inner thigh? I was like eight years old or something buying a bike. Do I see and... Sack? Yeah, it might be there. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and I was too small for the bike, got on it, and the bike tipped over. I knocked over the whole, you know, row of bikes, whatever. And then, like, felt a scratch, didn't think anything. You know, my, my pants didn't rip. It was really weird. Got home, going to a bar mitzvah that night. Uh, and, yeah, I got these six lines on my thigh. Jeez. And they're from thick, and I should have gone to the hospital to get like stitches. Like black flag bars. Freaked out, you know, Sick. so. It's um, punk. <laughs> it's pretty punk at it. Nice. <laughs> Wes, what about you, man? I was just talking about this earlier. Um, before a show, me and John were in that driveway right behind you, and I tried to jump over the little concrete oh. wall, and all my body weight landed on my lower right shin and tore all the skin off. And we had to play the Belltown Block Party later that night uh, with second street or second avenue or whatever blocked off and surrounded by all those people so i didn't uh have a bandage i got some a paper towel and black duct tape and some neosporin uh tm and it continued bleeding and i remember when we were playing that show and my leg hurt so gross and there's blood coming down my leg and it was a very traumatic time for the band also it was in the middle of a band fight with a member who no longer is in the band Uh And uh, it was around midnight, and all the it was dark, I believe. And I just looked down second, and there was like 500 cars that couldn't come through because I was playing music. And it was like one of the best times I've ever had. 
and I just remember, I think I was like holding, you know, probably an open court or something and feedback. And I was looking at all these cars not moving because I was there. My leg was bleeding. Yeah. And I'm like, <laughs> this is an experience I'm going to remember. Yeah. And now whenever I look at that little pink uh, part of my leg, I always go, I'll hurt and it got infected and John was very concerned I think a month later he's like you need to go to the doctor because it was very red uh, I just think of that night and I think of that was when basically we decided to go down to be a, a four piece person permanently that was, huh? and I was just like Damn. I have a mark on me from Momento. when yeah. uh, the band changed from going this way to going that way nice that's a good story John what about you man ooh um, I have this huge scar on my chin. Covered by a beard. Covered by a beard, but no hair grows there. So, uh, this was 1989, Bellevue, uh, about a block away from Bellevue Square. Uh, there was this um, Bank of America parking lot that was well known for to all the local skateboarders. Okay. So we'd go there and skate, and in the, the drive through area was this metal bar that kind of kinked off in three different ways. And um, I had just rail slid the whole thing for the first time. I was so excited. Went to go do it again, and right as I hit the bar, my wheel hung up, and I went forward and just ate cement. And it just tore up my chin. And what the bummer part about it was, this is like probably 11 a.m. in the morning and our whole day was us going skating and then going to see the accused oh, across nice. the water yeah. um, with Brotherhood playing in Gig Harbor um, yep, in uh, Natasha's Pavilion in Bremerton nice. and uh, the reason why that's so important to me because that's the night I met Ron Gardepi of Brotherhood and got their demo and I wrote him a letter of, that I loved his band and I loved Straight Edge so much um, and he wrote me back yeah. and so that's a huge memory for me so I have this scar from skateboarding that led to I still went to the show yeah. after skating all day and um, yeah that was it that's your scar for Ron scar yeah, exactly Justin what about you man my only thing I think of is you can't really see it but it's all across here that's why I have the mustache okay <laughs> I don't know if it was us or Wizards of War we were playing at Corazon and it was dark so I think we were main support and I was trying to put my drums together and you were yelling at me to hurry up <laughs> <laughs> was this black, with Black Breath or Wizards of War hurry up I don't know God, I can't remember. Yeah. But I was like looking in the dark and the sim I had a brand new like 21 inch crash and the stand exploded and the symbol just went boom straight in, hit me right here. And I thought knocked my teeth out. And from here to here, it was just blood. And I was like, and you're like, you're fine. <laughs> and I was like, oh, let's go. Cool. I got a little bloody. And then the next day I looked and it's it's like from here to here. Jesus. Yeah. But luckily the hair grew over it. So it's good. It's like yeah. an extra smile. So if I shave, it'll look real <laughs> weird. <laughs> Apologies. It was 1988, I think. You were only 24. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> 87? Yeah, whatever. One of those when years. were you born? 84. 71. A couple right. weeks from now. Yeah. Um, Matt, when were you born? 84. <laughs> so, uh, if you got, if we were to go and, and uh, go to a, a karaoke bar and everyone had to choose one song, what would you sing? Oh, Prince, Raspberry Beret. Okay. My go-to. Nice. <laughs> Doobie Brothers, what a fool! Ooh, oh, <laughs> the wheels on the bus go round and round. <laughs> okay, nice. I have no idea. 
Come on, man. Come on. I can't say tequila. Alan Parsons, Jake Isles. <laughs> Cindy Lauper? Cindy Lauper. There, there you go. go. <laughs> Which song? True Colors. There we go. Girls right. just want to yeah. have fun. You said Come it, yeah. on. Good choice, man. Thanks. <laughs> <Hey>, tourist song? <laughs> Real song. <laughs> and if we had to choose one of you guys to fight another band or whatever, who would you choose to fight? Who would be your your, your person to choose, John? John, you'd be the fighter. wait. I'm fighting a whole band. No, you're or the other another, band we're some, fighting. The other band chooses someone. Oh my gosh! You're, you're the representative to fight for Eric. Great. Now do everyone's we, gonna want to fight me. Is it a friendly fight or do we hate them? Uh, either oh or. <laughs> like you hate them so much that you would nominate me, so then I would get clearly knocked out and sent to the hospital, and then they would be liable for the hospital bills and go bankrupt. Go. Hey, that's 4D, man. You're thinking you're playing 4D chess. Let's fight. Oh my back! <laughs> that's how the fight goes. Uh, so again, what was the what's the first date you guys have come back? Your first show back? Well, if everything doesn't get locked down yeah. again, uh, August 12th, clock out. All right. With Fungal Abyss and Space Bag. Again, the album is called Distance Fi- Distant Fires by Eris. Their new album, their first in six years. Is that right? Six years-ish? Oh, really? 2015, 16, I think, was yeah. made, made wrong. Five, five, six, yeah. Whoa. Good God. Coming out October 1st on Satanic Royalty. Uh, we're going to go into a song right now called All Ends. Uh, what can you guys tell me about the song? Um, some of those riffs I had in 2008, <laughs> and I refuse to throw them away because I love them away. so much. We recycle. And I never use them in anything. And then I finally wrote this third riff that cracked the code, and I brought it in, and I was like, this is a song now. Remember these riffs that have been, really quick, yeah, so been haunting just, you for the last, uh, yes. whatever it was, yeah, nine yeah, years or something? Yeah, um, yeah. so it's... It's very indicative of the album. The album is very moody. The album is very heavy. Sets the tone. The album is very immense and intense. Yeah. Awesome. Fat and slow. Fat and slow. I like it. <laughs> uh, right on, guys. Thanks so much for being my first in-person interview in 17 yeah. months. You're welcome. Hopefully I can keep doing these things, or who knows? We hope you do, whatever. too. So, Anyways, thank you very much. Eris, uh, the new album is Distant Fires. You can uh, pre-order it now on Satanic Royalty and go see them at the Clockout Lounge. Here is All Ends. Is that right? All Ends. Yep. By Eris. It's loud and local. Stay home sessions. Matt out.
We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.